be treated no differently by law enforcement authorities. If they put out a description that this was uh, a 21-year-old Caucasian, does that mean they would pick up every Caucasian in town and question them and take them in and photograph them, etc.? Vermilion Police Chief Art Mabry insists that of the seven people questioned about the crime so far, three were non-native. That said, Mabry admits that there are underlying issues to be dealt with. Why didn't anyone feel comfortable enough to walk in my office and sit down and say, Chief, we've got a concern here. Can we talk about it? That never happened. So that tells me that there's a communication problem there. Mabry advised natives and non-natives at the forum that he has an open-door policy. Mabry added that he has a greater awareness of the community's needs and will approach the city council to create a police citizens advisory council after the first of the year. The council will consist of natives and non-natives as well as students from the University of South Dakota at Vermilion. For Free Speech Radio News, I'm Jim Kent in Hot Springs, South Dakota. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. I'm Aura Bogado. Hi, this is Maggie Estep, and I'm doing a legal station ID. I'm not sure what's legal about it, but so here it goes. You're listening to um, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, legally. I'm not a normal girl. Oh, but I think that's supposed to be a good specialty, so I should be happy, right? I should count my blessings. Anyway, the point of all this is you're listening to WCVN, okay? What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets are for clothes. Closets Are For Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here, we're on, Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hey. Who? Wow. That was. Hey. My hey was really loud, <laughs> and I I really wasn't shouting. I don't think. It's Wednesday, December fourteenth, two thousand five. Do you holy. believe there's only six? What seventeen days left in oh two thousand and five? Oh my goodness! Holy it's moly! It's hard to believe, um, mm. but you know. Yeah. It's exactly. Cool. Um, you're here with. With me, Christy Cardinal, Dan Burns, Meredith Hockman, and of course, Keith Orr is here, but he'll probably be mostly quiet when we get to his section. <laughs> Not entirely quiet, Keith, I know. but mostly I was quiet. Say, oh. <laughs> I don't have to be guest host this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> I mean, you can pitch in anytime yes, you want. Of course, yes. Anytime you want. How are you, so, Dan? Um, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. We... Um, um, there was a couple of comments that were made on our um, surprise guest last week uh, that it was very... We had no, a, I was unable to listen. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes. Um, it was quite a week not to be here, Christy. Um, I'm sorry. I'm was, very sad. No, I'm really sorry. You had... That was fine. But it was... We had a guest who called... We had a, uh, someone who called in mm-hmm. um, and from California and um, explained that he um, had a weapon. And uh, we were on the air. Which was his exact wording. I have a weapon. <laughs> but, yes. uh-oh, we're in trouble. And, um, and uh, he then proceeded to explain that it was a way to inject foreign substances into people's bodies without them knowing. Um, and um, Why would you want to do that? Well, that was the well, question. Well, we tried asked. to figure that out. And I think the premise of his thing was that, well, the government's created... It was in relation to us having talked about... The weeks before show and HIV yes. and and he yes. had said that the government is creating these things anyway and now here's the way you can why not just inject people anyway well, or and something that's the like thing. That. well we so that's the thing Claire. so I, I did get um um an email from somebody stating that that wasn't really what he was trying to say 
Oh. Um, what he was trying to say is that I have now have proof oh, that the government, the, the does, government this? does this. Well, and, that makes more sense. Well, right. that's way different and than I have a weapon, weapon. and I'm going to use it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so it was one of those things where it was it just it, it and so we had taken it into uh, like, well, why would you have something like this? And um, his intent from and then I re-listened to the. Um, to that segment, and it, I, he was trying to explain that it's like I now have proof that this actually existed, and so I was like, "Oh, I gotcha." So, um, so I, I just wanted to kind of, I did get people's emails responding to um, that spe- to How the special guest. How interesting! Um, but I have not, and his name was um, uh, Keith Harris, another Keith, um, but. <laughs> Um, but Keith, if you're listening, um, to find out if we do comment on um, last week's thing, um, I have not received your email yet, so I don't know any further details of what his true intent really was. So I want well, to kind of put that we out there wrong, that you know that um, we would be willing to talk to him at a further um, date. But I just have not heard from him specifically to find out more information of what his true intent was. So. Um, so I just want to kind of put that out, kind of an update from last week's show. Okay. So, well, and but yeah. how are you? Um, I'm I'm doing quite well. I mean that I'm I'm doing fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was believable. <laughs> yeah, that was sincere. So I'm just um well I'm just kind well, of well. Thanks for the update about last week's show. Yes, exactly. Um, Absolutely. Actually, what had I just forgot what I was going to talk about tonight? My, my totally thing is fine. about the whole. Um, Merry Christmas, and maybe later on the uh, in the show we can kind of talk about um, the push that the, um, the religious right... The I won't shop anywhere unless they say Merry Christmas thing? Right. Um, yeah. And how I'm getting lots of emails now about people saying... You know, I they we have to start. We need to reclaim this Merry Christmas, and I'm getting a little pleasure out of it. Um, just a little pleasure of. Uh, I find it entertaining. Of, yes, about you know, wow, it's kind of interesting when the society um, starts putting a kibosh on you and how it feels. So mm-hmm. um, you I'm, guys are evil. I am. I'm, I'm just well, and that was the thing. How people they first apologize. Like I've had a couple of people actually apologize, um, and then actually say, oh no, well, and then indignantly go Merry Christmas. And I was like, wow, that was really done with a lot of joy. Right. And <laughs> it's it's not supposed to be a hostile greeting. <laughs> I think you should be able to say whatever so, the heck you want to. Well, exactly. And, well, kind That's of. That's how I feel. Kind and of. I mean, if you, I'm not going to wish you a happy well, birthday if it's not your birthday. Well, or, but if I want you know, to. Right. I have the right well, to what say what I used to do true. when I worked retail. What I used to do is I would pay attention to what people were buying. Oh, there you if go. If they were buying Christmas, wrapping paper with Christmas trees on it, I would say... Have a Merry Christmas. There you go. Right? It was kind of obvious <laughs> yes, exactly. if they were doing that, you know, or if they seem to be buying a lot of toys. Right. I think, though, Stuff some like people, that. on that note, I was in a department store buying a present that I was having mailed to my friend in New York. Yep. She's Jewish, like I am. The woman said, you have to go upstairs and pick out the paper you want. You got free ship, you know, paper wrapping, mm-hmm. whatever. And I went up there and I'm looking at the holly paper and I decided if they have a Hanukkah one, I'm going with the Hanukkah one because yep. that's, I, but my assumption was that they weren't going to have one. So I'm looking and they surprisingly had one that said happy Hanukkah on it. And, you know, they each had a different letter on it. And I pointed to that one and I, there was no letter on it. And I said, what's that one? What letter's that one? She goes, that's for Hanukkah. And I was like, right, I know. I was wondering which letter I would have to tell her. Oh, that's J. It's for Hanukkah. And I was like, right. I do understand what that means. Oh, my word. I can read. Right? I just don't see the letter there indicating... Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, well, that is an interesting subject. Yeah, so we'll have to get to that uh, at a later time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. so. How are you, Meredith? I'm good. I'm good. I got three more presents to buy. Lost my Heisman Trophy bet, so. Oh, no. Yeah, I had to come up with another present. I got to tell you, it's not easy. Your Heisman Trophy bet. bet. Remember I told you last week that Jim and I had decided... I made this foolish bet with him about who would win the Heisman Trophy, not oh, knowing anything, but oh, yes, yes, yes. one single player's name, uh-huh. and I bet on that player. Bad choice. Because he didn't even vote for himself. He voted for the other guy. <laughs> 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 so the bet was that I had to get him another uh-huh. Hanukkah, Merry Hanukkah present. There you go. Christmas Hanukkah, Hanukkah right. or whatever they're saying on the Virgin yeah. Mobile. <laughs> exactly. Or with so. the gay elf. 
They do yeah. have the gay elf There's on the, the Chris Mahana Kwanzaa commercials. You haven't seen the gay elf? It's no. so wrong. It's hilarious. Like oh the my the goodness. commercials are pointing out how re- it's sort of related to what you're saying. How ridiculously oh, yeah. inclusive we can become, yes. and like, yes. um, you know, there's a sort of a a niche group elf answering each phone. So there's like. There's, you know, some Hasidic Jews answering a phone, and <laughs> oh there's the gay goodness. elf, oh um, who kind of resembles Carson Kressley, you know, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. only with short hair. Anyway. Wow. So, so how are you? Yeah. You know, I'm good. I'm good. It's cold. It is okay. I'm finding it very... I'm, like, there's something about me lately, This that I've noticed the last couple of years, that, like, it seems colder, or wow. I'm wimpier. Uh-oh. And I don't know. I've lived here my whole life. I should be able to tolerate a Michigan winter. Right? Here I it's think only it the might be colder. Because I'm usually fine about, or I don't get too cold. I can't get warm these days. And I yeah. think it, there's something about the winter. It's a little colder. It's a little colder sooner. Or yeah, something. something. Like, well, and I, the other thing I, I've kind of thought of is I have a bi-level house, and I'm thinking I spend a lot of time downstairs, um, and it's colder down there just in general. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because it's halfway below the ground so mm-hmm. i'm wondering if that sort of thing is making it making me colder so i decided i um you know i commented on the show before about how lonely it is to be unemployed right yes and it's just sort of it's sad actually and oh. so what i decided to do um is that i spend you know a couple hours a day online what doing whatever like checking email looking things up getting recipes whatever i've decided that i'm no longer going to do that at my house that that's something I can take elsewhere, right? There you go. Like, I don't have to sit in my in the downstairs of my house, in the smallest room of my house, oh. you know, like, oh. all by myself right. to check my email. So that's the new plan. Okay. And I did it earlier this week. I went to um, uh, a coffee shop and just sat there and hung out for a couple hours and... You know, I didn't good. feel quite so lonely that day. Right, yeah. It was a right. good idea. But you got out and about and being yeah. with people, and that, that's good. Yeah. Oh, very good. Wow. So, that's how it all is. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's how I am all, or whatever. Right. That's what's going on. That's what's going on with me. So now, did you? That's now, did they revelation. have a uh, facility to do the... It's Wi-Fi. It's okay, wireless, wireless, it's okay, wireless internet. And most coffee shops, they want you to come in there and spend a lot of money drinking their coffee, so they right. give you internet access for free. Gotcha. Some so you won't, brought something. Though. An Some increasing won't. number won't. Some won't. But, yeah, I got a cup of, you know, I okay. I live on the edge, so I got my soy decaf okay. mocha. Gotcha. And no whipped cream. <laughs> there you go. Um, and sat there for a little while and hung out. And okay. Yeah. Dang. It's kind of smart on right. my... I th- I'm, like, really proud of this that, idea. I think it's a great idea. Well, cause <laughs> it, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I find. Like, sometimes, like, uh, some weekends, I, like, come home after Friday, and then I do not leave until Monday. And it, it's just, it's you know, really... It can be really bad. Yeah. And I mean, so, to get out there... Well, mm-hmm. see, I was leaving something. my house, but, like, I would go run errands. So... Doing something that's like fun and social, even if it's right. just you being in a room with other people doing right, the same right. thing you're doing, it's still not right. like and shopping having, or running. I errands. really have found that there is value in the small talk that we experience throughout the day. The hi, how are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the, just someone smiling at right, you can there really, really just is change your value. Mood for to, the day. I really, I used to think it was total BS, uh-huh. and now I'm like, I miss that. I miss people saying good morning to me Aww. and like. How are you? And so you go to the coffee shop. By the way, this coffee shop in particular, they are hilarious, the staff. You walk in and they, as soon as you open the door, they're, hello! (laughs) (laughs) Really? And then when you order your drink, they say, that sounds delicious. It'll be right up. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my word. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. And they, I thought it was just me, you know? Right. And then, but I sat there long enough. They did it to about 15 other people. Oh, my word. And the time that it was very funny. That's crazy. So, Can you imagine the marketing that they had? So that's what they're going to get. Now you have to say, that's so I bet it delicious. says it. I bet it says it in a handbook somewhere. Right. Yeah. When, after somebody orders. Acknowledge that the drink they're about to have is delicious. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, it's that time that we're going to do... Um, we're gonna we're gonna try what we uh, one of the things we're gonna do. We're gonna have a uh-oh. little musical interlude between. So, and on that happy we note, we will be back. We'll be back. 
Call them your holiday gift giving ideas. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So what's next on the agenda? So I think we're gonna, the like, man? So there was a big um, press release that happened about four thirty. Uh, 435 o'clock, I think it was, um, from about uh, Ford and the whole issue regarding um, the American Fa- uh, Family Association mm-hmm. and a Ford, Ford Motor Company. Um, and we didn't really plan this segment very well, but do, does anybody want to go into it? Well, it, it was 430. Well, it actually it's been going on for about a week and a half. Right, right, right. I'm saying the press release was right. at four thirty. Right, exactly. But does anybody want to do the background or Sure, I can do the background. Our, our, our roving reporter. <laughs> You're a roving reporter. <laughs> um basically for those of you who don't know what the American Family Association is, it's this right wing, um, very well organized, well funded group that is anti gay, anti a whole bunch of other based issues. in Midland, Michigan. Yes, based in Midland, oh, Michigan. Here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of power around a lot of the ballot initiatives that we've seen and things like that. So they're they're a pretty strong anti-LGBT group. And they sat down and met. They've been threatening a boycott of Ford, um, who has been um, putting a lot of who who advertises quite often in gay publications and is trying to reach out to the LGBT community um, to get us to buy their cars, which makes sense because we have some buying power and of course we do drive (laughs) (laughs) most of us most of us do right um and basically what the afa said it was ending a threatened boycott of ford after the company agreed to pull advertising from the gay media and stop funding lgbt organizations um and that was the message that the afa had put out and ford said no we've changed things around because it's you know we our advertising is going to be different and that's really what's (laughs) happening well the LGBT community got organized basically and said, we don't, we think that you've been threatened. We think that you're kowtowing to this organization and we're not going to allow that to happen. We're not going to let you sort of back down from what's right um, and not support our community anymore. So this afternoon, Ford said that it would feature all of its brands in a 2006 ad campaign in LGBT publications, whereas previously it had only advertised its Land Rover and Jaguar brands in the gay press. Um, and what Ford Vice President Joe Lehman said, it is my hope that this will remove any ambiguity about Ford's desire to advertise to all important audi- audiences and put this particular issue behind us. Um, and one of the reasons why is that um, it's estimated that our community has a $610 billion a year buying power. So, I mean, we have... Wow. Or consumer you know, habit, as the case yes. may be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, money talks, so to speak. Um, so, I, I think it's pretty exciting that... Well, and that's the thing, is that, that apparently also, like, the AFA decided to, uh, they, they would announce this. And, um, and and this was back in May, like, May 31st or whatever. Right. And it was actually somebody, uh, a, a car dealership, uh, an owner of a car dealership that actually approached them and said, wait, 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 wait. This boycott is not going to affect Ford at all. It's going to affect the dealerships. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to basically be putting dealerships out of business. It's not going to be putting uh, Ford Motor Company at right. all. And so apparently they decided to um, strike a deal, uh, or they said that, so the dealership person who came forward and the AFA um, basically came to, um, basically said, hey, let me talk to people in management and see what we can do. Um, and maybe we get Alex, uh, Greg just arrived, maybe we get Alex to get us an extra mic. Um, I think Greg should just have to shout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, uh, um, and so supposedly that's where the connection happened, and they said, okay, we'll delay it in six months, um, and then um, so apparently AFA made this announcement that CR boycott works. Right. And they've been boycotting a. L- I mean, they boycott a lot of people and trying to. I mean, Disney. Right. Has been which a target totally of them. them. Um, you know, Procter and Gamble, which was one of their more successful boycotts, um, but they even boycotted Microsoft, who kowtowed to them and then reverse their decision. So right. clearly when we speak up, 
we have a huge impact on what happens. A, a couple of notes, because we've been working on this like nonstop in the office, and so we've been inundated with all the four documents and their internal things and all this. Um, it says a lot of stuff that hasn't been getting to the media, obviously, because it's it's internal stuff. And I'm not going to now say them or anything like that. But Darn. Uh, <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of the, because I was listening in the car on my way in, and I apologize for being late, but literally we've been working on all this since I was trying oh, to get yeah? out of the office as fast as I could, but there's press calls that were coming in, and it was just hard to get out of the office. Um, there, w- there was actually, it was came out of the national AFA one, which is based in Colorado, and it was out of their D.C. office. So AFA is a, has offices all over. It's like the Michigan one is in Midland, but this one came out of their national operation. My mistake, because I actually read <laughs> on their website that said based in Midland, Michigan, so maybe they were referring to just their Michigan oh. stuff. Oh. It's okay. It's just the, I mean, the Michigan one is in Midland, and that's where... Um, uh, the lovely folks that we're used to working with are based. But this came out of their national office. And the Michigan one was actually a pretty hands-off player in all of it, as far as we can tell, because they haven't made any statements about it uh, in, like, a we did this, that kind of way. Uh, but the interesting thing is, and the reason that the community was really upset about it is because Ford actually met, Ford executives met with AFA executives from there. So they actually national, did meet. They did meet. Now, the, ah. and that's where a lot of this, that's where it kind of came into play. And that's why our community was going to Ford and saying, wait a second, if you're going to be meeting with AFA, why aren't you going to be meeting with us? And so that's where the demand for a meeting came about because a, Ford did meet with them. And Ford had said that they were just pulling, there's three brands that they had advertised with. So it was Volvo, Land Rover, and um, Jaguar. And they said for business reasons, they were going to pull their advertising for Land Rover and Jaguar. But the problem was, is they said that essentially like a day after they met with AFA. I mean, they were just so obviously c- close. And Ford was trying to write this off. So, oh, no, there's no, no, no connection. But can you imagine if like, you know, Ford had met with the KKK and then the next day after that meeting, they were like, we're going to no longer advertise in people of color publications for our Jaguar brand. And people were like, oh, okay, we'll accept that as a business decision. I mean, it was just like this absurd notion and nobody was going to buy it. Uh, so this meeting took place uh, on Monday between the seven, the group of seven and the Ford executives over in Washington, D.C. And this statement is what has come out of that. And essentially, it's a complete victory for the GLBT community. They're reversing all the things that they were going to do before that was possibly coming out of AFA. All of the talking points that AFA used as this was the reasons that we had a victory have all been over, overturned by the Ford executives. And just as a sign of us saying, you know, we realize that, that probably wasn't a good thing. They're saying we're going to increase what we were doing. So we're not just re- redoing our advertising for Jaguar and Land Rover, which is what we did before. We're actually going to spread it across all eight brands, which is something Ford has never done in GLBT advertising. So this is like the ultimate victory because there were basically two main points that everyone was looking for from Ford. And one of them was to recommit their funds to events like Motor City Pride. And the other one was to bring back the advertising that they said they were going to be cutting, which they did both of those things. So without having to do any of the vicious things that AFA does, like boycotts and uh, bashing them in the press and all these other tactics that AFA tries, the GLBT community was able to sort of take the higher ground, say, well, let's just sit down and meet. Uh, It was aggressive in getting that meeting, but said, really, you know, we're disturbed by the fact that you met with this group. Let's meet and talk about this. And once that happened, the Ford executives did basically what... And was what was the, what was like the key thing that like made them turn everything around suddenly? Did they, was it just a a way to apologize, or was it really something that I don't really know? And they don't really indicate it in here. Ford is still kind of taking the position that they never really met with AFA, and it's a little bit up in the air. They do know there is knowledge of a meeting that took place at least between the dealerships. Um, and AFA, and then the dealership implied possibly met with the executives, and the executives may have met with AFA. There's a little bit of debate about that. There was debate about whether this agreement that they existed. they started referring people to the AFA as to what their statement was. Like, well, oh, you shouldn't, re- like, they're all going to speak on our behalf. There's like a, there was a, a firm uh, that Ford brought in to handle kind of all this fiasco. And there seems to be a lot of observe, uh, observations from people. Like, if you read the Ford statements, if you look at all of the ones that they've made, they've changed their story about five times throughout all this. Uh. So finally, they wound up just starting referring. But at first, they were saying, you know, oh, yeah, 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 whatever AFA says, that's basically what happened. And then once they realized what AFA was saying, it was, no, 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 we never really had this meeting. And then there was talk about the secret agreement. It was like, well, you know, we, there was discussions and there were agreements, but, you know, we were really in a secret agreement. And, you know, if they release contents of an agreement, then it's a secret agreement. And it's like, well, what? That doesn't even make any right, sense. Right, right, right. So, like, wait, there's no agreement. But if there was 
was an agreement, it would be secret. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That just, makes me feel better. Right, exactly. And that was how all this conversation led to, no, really, we just need to have a meeting because this is just getting out of hand. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of, I don't know that we'll ever really know for sure exactly what, really what happened because okay. AFA is not a credible source of information, as we all know. So did AFA have this meeting with executives? You know, I don't know that we'll ever know that for sure. There, we certainly know that they had a meeting with the dealerships. Whether the dealerships had that meeting with the executives, that's also up in the air. Um, but certainly the early Ford responses <laughs> implied that there was this meeting, and then they were, like, backtracking their statements later. Right. What is positive, though, is the fact that they've been very forthright about having this meeting with the GLBT leaders, and they've had none of the shame that they seem to have had with this possible AFA meeting. So I think that does send a really interesting message that they met with, may, may have met with AFA, or they may not have, but they certainly were covering we're up proud the fact of that it. They, right, they right. were not pleased about the fact that people thought they had it. But they were very <laughs> proud about having this meeting with the GLBT leaders. It was all over their press releases, yes. uh, and they did a big statement about it on their website. This statement was published on their website. Which we haven't read at all. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it's, uh, it's, I just think it's really interesting the way that it, it's unfolding. And I, I do give Ford a lot of credit for, not for the way that they've handled this, but in the way that they're resolving it. I think I don't know that I would mm. give them any credit for the way that they handled it. I think they no. botched that up completely. But they're responding to it very well, and I think that shows a great deal of commitment to the community and a great deal of corporate maturity on their part. So. Exactly. In case you can't tell, I've been reading over the talking points on this for some uh, time. No, not <laughs> at all. Exactly. It's not obvious. Yeah. No. Well, that's one of the things that they that I've been questioning is, you know, please don't look at us on what may have happened, or put, but more look at us on at our actions. Right. You know, and so what we're, we're actually doing. We're not going doing. to tell you what really happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But look at... Locked at in the corporate vaults. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that was some of the things that was also kind of interesting about... Okay, so they met with AFA, they had this discussion, but how things actually materialized, like, with even within the Ford organization, mm-hmm. like with Globe, um, mm-hmm. and, like, what was then what was the next step? If we would have ignored this, mm-hmm. what would have been the next step? Um, or I mean, would they still have supported their LGBT um, employees? Would they still have? Um, and that was some interesting. I mean, the, the between the lines, I was reading um, I th- which episode? What episode? Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, which, the December eighth issue, where they um, talked about, you know, where they talk about, you know, well, what what further information? What what, other, what further could have? Could have happened, um, or or what? What else is Ford going to be doing? Um, well, and there was some dangerous, in my opinion, some dangerous follow-up to those questions in today's edition of Between the Lines, or today? Yeah, today's one, today's edition. Okay. It's actually right tomorrow's there. edition, but it oh. comes out today. Okay. Oh, so we get ours in the morning, so ah, I don't really okay. know what day this thing's coming out. It just appears on my desk gotcha. when I walk in. Um, Anyway, but in the edition that's coming out, and, and certainly I want a disclaimer that everyone obviously has the right to say whatever they want, and a lot of these things were editorials, and that's great, and everyone can do that. Um, and they didn't at all try to pass along as a news story, so that's important, and I give them a lot of credit for that. But some of the comments that were made I think were pretty dangerous in that they were saying, you know, really, we should be giving Ford a lot more credit, and we should be kind of, you know, letting them deal with this without our responding, and why are we intervening, and all those things. And I think that's a pretty dangerous point of view to take, because I don't yes. care how close of an ally a corporation is to the GLBT community. I think that's even more reason that we had to be Meredith keeping an eye on mail. Meredith Sorry, I was trying mail. to find the most updated like one. microphone is the most, like, fun microphone we've had, <laughs> by the way, because this little foam ball on it moves around like nobody's business. Uh, but but the, the, the reactions are the same people. And I guess that's true. I mean, if someone's going to say something bad about you, I, I guess it would be better to confront it. Right. And I don't know what, you know, they were talking about, oh, well, look at the, this 10-year history of the of the GLBT support that Ford has had. And in my mind, it was like, that's all the more reason that we have to get on them right, right away because absolutely. that could so easily slip away. So how can you say, oh, well, they've been good to us for the last 10 years, so I guess they get to beat us around for a little while? Like, right. what is that mentality? I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. Or they've been good to us for 10 years, and so now I guess if they need to take some of that back for business reasons, we should be sympathetic to the fact that they're, you know, declaring they bankruptcy. Them, and Yeah, whatever. Right, and it's like, well, okay, fine, but then don't link it to meetings with AFA. <laughs> I mean, this is really bad corporate tactics. And, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, don't use that as your well, excuse. Well, but the other thing, to, and, and not to talk about just Ford, but that also it was very clever of the American uh, Fam- Family Association mm-hmm. because one of the things that um, in an editorial on the December 8th issue of Between the Lines again, they actually said, it's like, you know, this was actually a two-prong attack right. um, in the sense of not only um, having the um, LGBT community um, and attacking the, like, the underpinnings of some of the stuff that we or, like of... Um, uh, our acceptance or whatever or seeing things that are being um, advertised directly to us but also 
taking um, money out from under mm-hmm. our press, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and our and how we and how right. we communicate with one another, get information out to one another, absolutely. Um, and how clever that was to kind of get both of those um, mm-hmm. in this one attack. So I think what's great though is that you know for AFA this at this point in hindsight now we can see this is nothing really but a loss for AFA. They got. Uh, beat up in the press because the Ford would never commit to having this meeting. So they're, you know, they were really put into question over how true is their mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will recall the boycott without really giving the details over, or without being able to give the details over why they recalled it, and then all the things that they stated in why they were initiating this boycott. You know, seven or eight months ago, when they first announced it, still exists today. In fact, now they exist in an increased capacity as a result of their efforts to do a boycott. I don't think it's very likely that Ford would have done advertising in all eight of their brands right. if this boycott and all this stuff hadn't happened so now it's almost like not only did it not work people are now questioning them even more and there's now a shame associated with meeting with them and nothing was accomplished on their part i mean it got worse from their perspective i would imagine so very curious how the people over in yeah we have to watch their website for the next couple of days yeah see if i mean what's their response going to be what's their response they possibly call that a victory it's like well you know clearly the Ford executives caved into the other side because they had their second. Like I don't know what the, I don't know right. how to spin that and making it sound. I don't like know how they're gonna spin it either. <laughs> or they could just reinstitute the boycott. Right. Like Ford duped us. Ford, you know. Yeah, yeah and I can't. I mean, they're big liars as well as you <laughs> yeah. know homosexuality right. mongers. And whatever. Two, right. My favorite boycotts, the one that Dis- they had against Disney World for what like eight years, and Disney's sales went way through. I mean, they just grew at an increasing. I didn't. I'd never before seen capacity. So well, that in obviously some way, that was boycott. really funny. That that actually that boycott started while there was an LGBT boycott of Disney as well. Yeah. It was hilarious to me this overlap. that there was an overlap. And now there's the um, the more recent boycott from Focus on the Family against Wells Fargo and they said they went to Wells Fargo and said, you know, we've got this, I don't know, however big, $1.6 million or $2 billion however big their bank account is there. We've got this really big bank account and uh, you know, if you don't change your GLBT advertising and change your ways, you know, we're going to take our business elsewhere and I'm obviously paraphrasing Wells Fargo response, which was basically Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want that in check, or do you want to just wire it to the new account? It was like, right. You want us to count it out in singles? Right. How do you want yeah, that? Twenty singles, hundreds, black bag. What? What? Will you do that? It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt us to lose right. your two billion dollars. Yeah, and right. it's like businesses are starting to realize that the boycotts aren't effective in that method, particularly not when it's for them to withdraw support for a large population it just right. hasn't worked for them yeah and no i don't think anyone sees it anymore is i don't i don't see how people still can argue that a business doing glbt advertising which is obviously a visible community and obviously a community that is loyal to people who advertise to them how it's a bad business move to right. advertise to them and how that's in some way attacking uh the extremist right i mean it just doesn't Right. If they're that extreme and if they're that way off base over reality, then, you know, best of luck to them in the exactly. next few years because I have no idea how they're going to survive. Exactly. Right. So, which leads us right into going to our next segment, but we have a little musical, musical interlude. interlude. Are we teasing our next thing? Oh. No, we've no, already teased it. Tease what it is? Okay. We've already said, na 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 na. I can't hear, so I don't know when the music's going. What's going on? <laughs> And we're back on Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Ann Arbor. Thanks for joining us. And we've spent a good time talking about the Ford situation, but now it's time to have a little fun. That's right. And we're going to welcome Keith from Common Language to talk about some gift-giving ideas. Happy holidays. (laughs) holidays. (laughs) And Merry Christmas to you. (laughs) Happy Kwanzaa. (laughs) AFA wants you to take back the Christ in Christmas. You better hop on that bandwagon. I I, I will do that. I I had someone at a party the other day uh, um, uh, come down on me for saying happy holidays, and it wasn't because he was a religious right person. He just said, just tell me which holiday. Which holiday are you wishing me happy? (laughs) You know, is it a solstice? Is it, you know, 
<laughs> Which one? I'm just <laughs> trying to cover them all, okay? <laughs> There's, There's so also many. saying Happy New Year. That's you right. Know, good right. luck in the new year. Which, I mean, I do know that pe- some people and practices and ethnicities celebrate their new year at a different time. But the calendar that, that we all use every day, it's, it is saying it's a new oh, year. So that's a, thought that's that's a way. Pretty, pretty darn safe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In fact, one of the things I uh, brought with me was a, a card. Uh, exactly because I had been thinking about this um, whole oh. conversation before coming here was this whole thing about happy holidays and all. And it's um, a, a card that has from... Uh, gay tidings. Right, gay tidings. Oh. But it has, like, everything on here, you know, the love, angel, peace, tradition, respect, holiday, happiness, Kwanzaa, compassion, goodwill. So they're oh. all there. Yeah, I signed, mo- not the cards I just gave you guys, but um, a lot of the cards I mailed out this year, um, keeping the Yuletide gay since 1974. <laughs> 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 That's great. Very, awesome. very good. So, yeah, two weeks ago uh, when I was here about creating change, you told me, come back and yeah, help me yeah, with, yeah. with holiday stuff. So I brought yes, a please. ton of things, and it's just going to be sort of go through some of these real quickly. Uh, I did bring cards, and we do have yeah. a whole bunch of holiday cards of various types. <laughs> um, uh, you pick the holiday, we've got a card. Yes, exactly. Um, well, one of my favorite series of cards we uh, carry are the Mick Wright cards. Those, are the, ones those with cards. The, you know, the ones with uh, the old 50s photos yeah. and some little thing. And it's just an adorable kid here that, that could have been me in 1910. <laughs> and, uh, and and there's a um, the kid is in front of the Christmas tree and he's got a new puppy and you open it up speaking of putting the Christ in Christmas you open it up and it says and just then Jesus appeared and said hey kid it's my birthday and that's my puppy <laughs> so there you go put the Christ back in Christmas um, and while uh, and a few more like specifically Christmas and holiday things here. Uh, we also have some ornaments. I happen to bring along oh. the uh, the oh, ones wow. that are they look like little Christmas tree light oh, yeah. bulbs, but they're old school, r- old school ones. They don't make those anymore. But they're actually glass ornaments, and yeah. um, and they're in the rainbow colors. Great. I can so hear the Christmas music those. like in the background. The holiday music in the background. And oh, I guess this was you were talking about specifically gay cards, and there's another oh, one yeah. with uh, the rainbow waves going through it, and or snow. It's got a great snow. little slogan yeah. on it. What is that? Celebrate for? the colors of the season with those you love. Oh, really nice. Isn't that nice. Tis so. the season. Yeah, tis the season, indeed. And and then I brought along three. Count them three wow. CDs from the Encore Ensemble. Um, which isn't specifically a gay ensemble, it's but it's a local group. And Charlie, um, who works at the bookstore, is um, part of them. They sing at Greenfield Village. They've been doing that gig for like 15 years or something. And uh, they're an excellent, excellent ensemble. And they decided to... Uh, um, they did so much Christmas music at Greenfield Village, all of that. They finally decided, let's put out um, a CD. And it turned out to be three CDs because they have like one which... It, oh, I brought... Two of one. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I grabbed three. Uh, one was an encore Christmas. Another is irresistibly Christmas. A little more up-tempo type stuff. And then there's one called Baby's Christmas, which is uh, a little more kids, um, kids music or, or arrangements of the um, – the, so they're very sweet. And, uh, and, and, and you can go in and buy them from Charlie, um, oh. who is one of the s- featured singers on the CD. So oh, you get yeah. right on. Like supporting those local. Folks. Yeah, will he That's sign right. them? I I bet he'd be happy oh, to. Wow, what an idea! Go ahead. <laughs> hey, whatever we can do to upsell. Right. <laughs> extra though, <laughs> extra. And and then also in this uh, sort of little stack of specifically Christmas things, I brought along something to remind me to to mention that um, this is also the season when everyone's doing their. Holiday appeals or annual mm-hmm. appeals or whatever you want to call it. And let's not forget um, all of those groups, whether it's a triangle or a rap or hark. Um, this has been a rough year for a lot of um, nonprofits Indeed. because so much uh, money was um, given to um, Katrina victims. And I mean, that's that's great that that's happening, right. but it doesn't... Um, 
change the need of a lot of these local groups as well. Um, Hark, we every year we do a food drive at the Out Bar, and uh, we ha- have the the holiday tree set up there, and um, <laughs> and you know bring them in and set stuff um, under the tree, the uh, non perishables, you know, canned goods, toiletries. Um, to- a lot of people forget toiletries are really important as well. Mm-hmm. Bringing those toothbrushes and toothpaste and things you can't buy with food stamps are e- very important. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so bring those in. We are going to be having our um, bar holiday party next Tuesday, the 20th. So if you come down for that, bring a canned good with you. Um, and, you know, I, there's lots of other groups that are out there. I know I spent a couple of evenings uh, signing letters for rap. So if, if you get one of those, um, send that along or whoever it is that you like to support. Um, this is a great time of year to remember them. And it is certainly, and what I like to do is for folks on my gift-giving list who I really can't think of what to get them, I give money in their name. Like whatever I would spend on a gift for them, I just write a check to an organization and tell them, that's what I did instead of buying you a present because you don't need anything. Oh, I'm a little more diplomatic than right. that. But <laughs> well, for the you person know, who has everything. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's for funny someone th- who doesn't. Um, you, you hear a lot about uh, this, this type of stuff. Um, how philanthropic you are a lot of times comes from your family history of philanthropy. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was, you know, an early teenager, 12 or 13 years old, um, I'm announcing one day um, as Christmas was coming up, you know, it costs a lot of money to fill up that stocking with those little stocking stuffers. Um, this year we're just going to put paper in it so it looks all full and we're going to donate um, to somebody. Who's it going to be? Mm. Um, this year, mom is moving. She's going to be selling the old family homestead <laughs> and moving into an apartment and all of that sort of thing. So she wants nothing. So, you know, she called me at Thanksgiving. She announced, you know, you if you want to get me some little gift, fine. But otherwise, just give uh, money to Médicus Centre. Oh, the doctors without mm-hmm. borders. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So what a great very thing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, think think about those things too. So if for there's people somebody like me yeah. who want a gift. For people like <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what should I buy? We've gone over presents. some here, so let's go over some more here. Um, a lot of people are traveling, so I brought along an audio book. The Ellen DeGeneres. The funny thing is, but we do have uh, a whole bunch of audio books, and boy, if you're you know uh, driving to from here to somewhere in Mississippi or something. Mm-hmm. Nice to to get Those that book great. all the way there and back. Some of them are even, like, I just, David Sedaris' books, I just right. buy them on audio because I think his audio interpretations of his own books Yeah, I do that with Al Franken, riot. too. It's, yeah. it's His delivery is so makes it so much more rich, I yeah. think. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I believe we do have lies. Um, and the line lies so to tell them good. on uh, audio there. So. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we do have a cookbook section. Um, now, we started that when we moved over to Brown Court. Figured, hey, we're right next to our restaurant. Let's do a, <laughs> Let's do some cookbooks. So what more appropriate for the um, gay person who needs a um, cookbook than the Alice B. Tuckless cookbook, um, which actually is, is. the recipe for her brownies in there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <clears throat> I, um, I believe the secret ingredient may not be. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, might not be the entire recipe. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, um, also brought along uh, um, the Alton Brown. I'm just here for the food. This is just That's such a best. great, yeah, great book. That is on my list. Oh, uh, okay. well, there You're you go. Did it? In Everyone out there hear yes, that? Yes, that is yeah, on my list. Christie's like list. Copies of it. It's um, <laughs> uh, Alton one of Brown. Christie's favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Alton Brown, he's one of the um, uh, uh, food TV superstars, and it, it's—I love his show. It's like uh, mm-hmm. Bill Nye, the Science Guy, meets right comes food to the TV. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the science of cooking, and it's just—and um, he does it with great sense of humor, right, in an accessible way. Yeah, and yeah. the cookbook, by the way, is the same way. It's just a delight. Um, we find we sell a lot of these right now, so I'm not sure if it's, <laughs> this is really a... Um, Sorry, I shouldn't uh, laugh. <laughs> right. She sees what's coming. So I'm not sure it's really a Christmas present or not, but um, well, this is, of course, a lot of pe- kids have gone off to school, mm-hmm. and you know they're oh. away from home, and it's the time when they can finally discover their sexuality and all... Uh, and, and, 
and now they have to go back home. Uh-huh. And so I brought along Coming Out to Parents, a two-way survival guide for lesbian and gay men and their parents. This has uh, um, been around a while. This is the yes. latest edition of that. And something that's always good to put under the tree. Um, and it's the new edition of Loving Someone Gay. See, I so. think that would be the perfect way to come out to your parents. Yes. To buy them that book for Christmas. And then right. when they open it and you're just like, actually, you need that book. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how that would go, but that would right. be an interesting. Exactly. I want that person who does that to call us. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to the parents. Uh, Let's see. So um, we also have a bunch of like these little books. I brought one of them along that says "Bad Girls of Pulp Fiction," and it's just one of these what about three by two and a half inch books, but fun little things to to bring to a party or something like that. This this particular one has all of the. It's called "Bad Girls of Pulp Fiction," and it has all of those Pulp Fiction covers and little oh. excerpts um, from oh, the Pulp Fiction. Sorry, and <laughs> but we have Every you know similar ones on uh, the book lovers kid and the metrosexuals kid and those types of things. So they're kind they're they're kind of fun. Um, the worst Noel. Hellish Holiday Tales. Oh, I um, need that one. Yeah, yeah I could have wrote uh, some of those. Uh, yeah, and th- they are hilarious. And th- and there are some folks in there. Um, David Sedaris is in there and Ann Patchett, so Louis Bayard. So we definitely have some of our folks are represented here. And uh, I-, I love some of the uh, testimonials on it. Finally, a Christmas book that I can relate to. Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyer, Santa Claus. Um, so, so on and so forth like that. Let's see. Oh, um, we, uh, of course, as you said, we can now be saying Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. We have tons of calendars um, now, and in, uh, in stock we have, you know, the boy calendars, of course, because how better to bring in a new month and to flip that over and see who that month's boy is. Some people right, think right. Um, using that uh, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have some girl calendars, too, though, though it seems to me that the boys are more visual about those Indeed. things. Indeed. So, um, but we also have, I brought this one along, it's the 25th edition of the Wee Moon calendar. One of the best calendars ever. It, yeah, a wonderful, wonderful calendar, and um, that's always popular. I was thinking if that was mooning in a slightly different way, so I'm glad <laughs> to hear that it's, yeah. it's not where my mind was going. It's probably for the best. It is for the best. Uh, what a weird thing to write see. a book about. <laughs> <laughs> um Brought this one along. It's a um, new book. Just came out um, this week, and uh, it's um, sort of like uh, the the latest J.T. Leroy. Um, but his name, this guy's name is Joe Babcock. It's called The Boys and the Bees. Um, you know, James loves Andy, but Andy loves Mark. It's you know one of those <laughs> high school uh, high school awesome. angst um, um, books. But it's wonderful that uh, you know that there's so much young adult um, mm-hmm. stuff out there. But this one is. Young adult by a young adult. So oh, that's very um, cool. that's kind of fun. Let's see. Um, oh, for the people who are travelers, yeah, there's always the Damron Guide. You know, there's every year a new edition, mm-hmm. so always good to have that. But um, we have some other stuff, too. We get um, uh, pick up uh, some mainstream travel stuff, but with the gay, for the gay destinations. Um so in this case it was it's um really fun little guide um eat shop San Francisco and we have them for several other cities as well that uh that gay travelers might be going to Amsterdam right. uh, Chicago that sort of thing. Um but uh, it's a it's a little book but um uh, oh, and it's of, great. It's full color, too. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. And and lots of stuff about, you know, the the great shopping, the great eating in various places, which if, if you're going there for the first time, always nice to have some idea mm-hmm. of where to go. Uh, let's see. You mentioned Carson recently. I did. And Carson does have a kid's book out now. Really? It's, it's called, a very gay yeah. title. It's called well, You're Different, you? and that's super. <laughs> Oh my God! Carson Kressley's book. I so. like the way that you say it too. That's <laughs> the right and that flair. Super. Uh, let's see. A couple of coffee table books, because hey, 
Christmas is the time to give coffee to the It absolutely books. is. And we have tons of them there. I just brought a couple along. Um, one is a, um, a really beautiful book of um, photographs by Anthony Gayton called Sinners and Saints. Ooh. Um, okay. Just some gorgeous photographs and, and definitely taking the Sinners and so is Saints it, theme. Is it broken into sections? Because I'd like to get right to the Sinners Get right section. to the Sinners. No, they sort of... <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Sort of, yeah, I'm at the Sinners. They sort of intersperse the oh. Sinners and the Saints. Do I get yeah, to choose? Absolutely. And that looks like a sinner with a saint. It, it does, sort actually. Of. And very Roman Catholic and yeah. like crucifixion themes. Right, right. And also. I feel like I need some yeah, they are gorgeous photographs. I wouldn't mind borrowing that book. <laughs> just here, so. For just a moment. About two minutes, um, we may have a private uh, review of it, actually. And uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, this one. Um, Jonathan Adler, My Prescription for Antidepressive Living. Um, oh. And it's, again, just a beautiful book. Anyone oh, who's a Jonathan gorgeous. Adler fan will go nuts over this thing. Um, and I know we have Jonathan Adler fans listening. So, Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. See, this guy's depicted as a saint. I, he's got Santa written all over him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just waiting he could for be, you. He could be, exactly, he could be a saint waiting to be a sinner. He looks kind of like yeah. he's falling, though, so maybe he's realizing his, from his inner... Okay, uh, let's see. There's. Uh, I actually wanted to bring along the confidential tab hunter, but we keep selling out of it. So we're going to have more in a day or two, which is uh, a um, great, great book uh, about tab hunter and beautiful photographs. It's sort of a combination biography coffee table book. And with tab hunter, you can do that. Um, but to remind myself, I brought a, along something else. It's a... Um, called The Man Who Invented Rock Hudson. Um, and it's about a guy who, uh, The Pretty Boys and Dirty Deals of Henry Wilson, hmm. um, who was a um, fellow in the 40s, 50s Hollywood who developed um, uh, a, a lot of the people that we now know to be gay um, stars um, and developed their, um, their personas, their public personas, I should say. A um, couple right. of other, and then a couple of novels here. Um, one which I know uh, we talked about when it came out in hardcover, mm-hmm. um, but I just love it so much, and it's uh, fairly recently out in paperback. Michael Thomas Ford, who I think is um, really going to be one of our stunning young um, authors, uh, uh, but this is called Looking for It. Um, it takes place in upstate New York, um, a group of friends, and it, it has to, uh, the looking for it refers to um, looking for love, looking for those relationships, and it sort of covers in a novel the whole gamut, everything some, from some very um, sick uh, relationships to um, some very beautiful ones. Um, early, Michael Thomas Ford has written a little of everything. He's written on spirituality. Uh, early in his career, he wrote pornography. Um, there's a scene in it between um, two older gentlemen that is um, just highly, highly charged, um, highly erotic. And I thought, of course, Michael Thomas Ford can pull this off. Um, it is uh, a wonderful, wonderful scene. Um, and then one last one, um, which uh, came out from, of all things, University of Wisconsin Press. Actually, it's called Terrace Books. Um, but which is the Wisconsin Press, um, and uh, it's it's called Setting the Lawn on Fire. Um, the guy who um, uh, wrote it, Mac Friedman, um, is uh, has has other books out. Um, uh, Strapped for Cash was uh, one that was pretty popular a year or so ago about hustler lifestyle, all of that. But it, um, this is his first novel. And uh, it's been getting a lot of great press. Um, it's it's a very it's a little different coming of age story because of the the this particular guy's um, wide history um, going over um, the entire United States. Wow. And I see right. that we are running out of time yeah, that's here, right. we which are. Are, and I've got through a whole bunch, and no, we have yeah, lots, of, and Good we have timing. a lot more there, and. Happy well, holidays to all of you. Again, you have made some. You've answered some of my. Gift buying question. Yes. yes. Yeah, right. I've definitely like there were several you that I was like, something okay, I, was I like, can get oh. that for so and so, and yeah, absolutely. And you know that Carson Cressley book might be a good book for the baby that's on the way to my house. Dun, dun, dun. I've been trying to decide if I should we should get the baby a Christmas present or not. It seems a little creepy, but it's also kind of cool. But it is. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Anyway, maybe. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. Thank You're you, welcome. Keith, as always. Definitely. Thank you so Thanks. much. And and we are here. Hi. So so we have uh, with our roving reporter. So there's like lots of other things that have been going on besides Ford and uh, my life and lots of <laughs> things. But, but you are back with closets are for clothes and WCBN. Just in case you're just tuning by. Case that classy, wonderful Charlie Brown. Did we decide that it was kind of a Charlie Brown? It is Brown-esque very Charlie feel? Brown feeling. I like it. Yeah, they're Schroeder like. Yeah. Uh oh, Meredith's mic's not on. <laughs> it's almost uh, Beethoven's birthday. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, there I am. Right, Shorter and Beethoven's go. birthday, yes. Well, yes, Ford has been the top news item for our community, but there are some other things going on. Like um, what? Like, for example, uh, I don't know how many people have heard about this small gay movie that's come out. <laughs> Transamerica? <laughs> no. Rent? No. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, no one knows. Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Which she always gets it right. Yes, she does. I'm kind of smart. <laughs> it's all that time she's spending in the coffee shop with others. That's right. That's right. Um, and it has been. First of all, people are raving about the 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 movie that it's absolutely. You know, an incredible story that, yes, there are two gay characters and it is about their love for each other, but it's far beyond that in its scope and what it talks about. But um, more importantly, it has won a, a large number of nominations for the Golden Globes, which is the precursor to every gay person's favorite holiday the Oscars. The Oscars. The, Oscars. <laughs> right, exactly. the gay Super Bowl. Right, the gay Super Bowl. So I don't know if, I don't don't know know if anyone else has seen Brokeback Mountain. Oh, I've yeah. not yet, but Absolutely. I'm going hopefully this weekend. I wrote a review about it, actually. You did? Because I, I saw it a few weeks ago. Because we got a, 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 a private screening to, so you could write it. And oh. someone was supposed to read the review last week, and I thought you had. So it so <laughs> surprised me. No. Uh, Somebody skipped that. Well, Somebody we had the, 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 the caller. Oh, oh okay. the caller kind of ruined the yeah. review of it. If so, what do you, Greg? Do you have things to say? <laughs> no spoilers. Did you hear that inter- that that pointed reporter question? <laughs> well, 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 I will say this: that uh, first off, I highly recommend that everybody sees it. I think it was one of the most powerful films of the year and quite possibly one of the most powerful GLBT films ever produced and I give them mad props for it I think the acting was just phenomenal and I was actually really happy by the way because I everyone else was talking about how Jake should be getting nominations for this and I think I was the only one in the group and by who, Jake you mean Jake Gyllenhaal for yes, those of us apparently, yeah, not the first name basis well, I just the stars it's of the more movie. that I can't remember actors last <laughs> name so they're all on a first name basis with me uh, and I was really saying that I thought Heath Ledger should was the, really the, the key in that in that film and a lot of people no 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 it's all going to go to Jake and, and so far I seem to be uh, doing mm-hmm. further so there's somebody out there in this world there's me and one other person who agree with each other and that one other person happens to be the guy who writes the nominations for the Golden Globes so apparently we're, we're like that but the acting is absolutely phenomenal and I just love the way that they, they made the film and it's such a great uh, great great piece and you have to see it and I think as you're watching it the thing that totally struck me and everyone was commenting about it after we saw it and how it's not at all a timepiece I mean it's being perceived as as this timepiece of the snapshot of the 60s and the 70s and it's not at all I mean there's people that I know and a lot of us know and I'm sure if you think about it, you can find that person who you know who lives their life like this today. And this is very much an accurate depiction of what a lot of people are facing today and what they were facing then. And so it was kind of this interesting inspirational reminder of how much work we really do have to be we do have to do and how lucky and fortunate a lot of us are so it was a very one of the best holiday films in that sense because i was really reminded of how fortunate i am in a lot of ways and i thought it was a very powerful film in that way so i love that they were releasing the holidays i don't imagine they had that intention but that's how i interpret it as a great holiday film Uh, but just the way they make it it's so great the use of music everything and it, it doesn't have the typical cues you know it's not like oh the romance scene's coming up and so now they're going to cue up the violence it's like no all of a sudden you're just in it and you're like oh my god what's going on and what, where did this come from and the music seems to come after the scene so like okay by the way that was the romance scene <laughs> even in that sense you're not even you're not even totally uh 
getting your typical cues. So it was a lot like a, a documentary, and it was just wow. a, a phenomenally so a highly recommended film. Yes. Yes. Back Mountain. Yeah, definitely check it out. You will you'll absolutely love it. And if you don't, then don't tell me. Then about you it. should email Greg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and debate the finer points of it. Right. <laughs> tell me why you didn't like it. Then. And then you can talk about how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my! What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying you can debate the movie, and then when that's over, if you want to argue some more, you can talk about that. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, Meredith. Uh, so what else is going on? <laughs> well, in um, in a piece of international news, um, a city a legis- legislation has been passed by Nova Iguaçu. I can't. I don't speak. Okay. Sure. The correct Brazilian. Okay, in Brazilian. Okay. Um, city council that would require nightclubs, shopping malls, movie theaters, and large restaurants to provide a third type of bathroom for transsexuals. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of ma- lawmakers didn't want to deal with this issue, but it's a serious problem in the society, and it's a way to put an end to prejudice. Um, and so they passed that. Um, I don't. It doesn't say whether they passed it overwhelmingly, but they have now going to be requiring places to include a third bathroom that it would be open to anyone who wanted wow. to use it, but that... We should forward well, that news article out to the U of M Board of Regents. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly. A whole country, Absolutely. Brazil. Well, that's one of the things I'm finding in a lot of couple, well, not a lot. I should say in the last couple of restaurants I've gone to, they don't have a his and hers bathroom. They actually just have, just have one have a, bathroom. One, just two unisex bathrooms and whatever mm-hmm. you need to do, whoever needs to use it. Right. Which, right. And it was a big enough issue in this particular community that the, the, le- 